Hello and welcome to the Amped About Movies podcast. I'm David, and today Andrew, Chad, Hunter, and I will discuss the incredible war drama from 1998, Saving Private Ryan, which sadly left Netflix on April 30th. This movie was written by Robert Rodat, directed by Steven Spielberg, and stars Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, and Edward Burns, among others. A quick plot synopsis for the uninitiated. Following the Normandy landings, a group of U.S. soldiers go behind enemy lines to retrieve a paratrooper whose brothers have been killed in action. There will be spoilers in this podcast, so we highly recommend you watch the movie before listening. Next week, we'll be watching National Treasure, which is currently available on Disney Plus as a bit of a palate cleanser after some heavy movies. Okay, we're going to go around and get some first impressions. I'm very interested to hear what you think of this movie. Since Colin is not here with us tonight, we will be breaking tradition and we'll be handing it off to Beard. What do you have to say about this movie? Yeah, thanks, David. What a rare opportunity to go first. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have all the all this control and power to Powers lead with hands. the discussion. Okay, Stephen Private Ryan. I've never, I had not seen this movie before when I watched it this weekend. I had very high expectations. Everybody has told me over and over and over again, like how great it is. They couldn't even conceive that I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I've heard all these things. So the bar was pretty high and mm-hmm. this movie definitely met expectations. It, it was really outstanding. It was definitely a, a genre defining movie. Um, mm-hmm. I know war movies were not like this at all before Saving Private Ryan. And I think like, I mean, I, I would say war is not like my favorite genre, but I mean, it's not my least favorite either. Um, I think, you know, they were limited by technical limitations, uh, you know, before maybe like the 60s or 70s. And then like in the 60s and 70s, then they started making like movies that were kind of critical of Vietnam, actually 80s too, probably when it was like over. And then like the tone kind of changed in the 90s when Spielberg did Stephen Prep Ryan. And instead of like criticizing, it was like, I don't want to say like glorifying work because there were definitely a lot of things in this movie that made you kind of like realize like, whoa, this is really messed up. But it was kind of like more reverent in tone, I guess. Yeah. So that was kind of an interesting thing. And I thought that it also, I, I thought it had a very direct influence on 1917. If you guys have seen that, like I thought mm-hmm. those war sequences that were really realistic were, they, they could have both been Steven Spielberg for all I knew. So really interesting there too. By the way, Steven Spielberg is the GOAT. Like he, <laughs> I, I think he's the best director in, um, out there. He's got Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jurassic Park, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Like, he does it all. So impressive. Very and, true. Honestly. And bonus, he's from Cincinnati. So, rep in Ohio. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Fun facts, dude. I didn't yeah, know that. Absolutely. But I absolutely agree with you about the reverent tone of this movie. I mean, it's not... I would definitely disagree with the idea that it celebrates war because I think I walked away from this movie feeling disgusted. Oh, yeah. Terribly, like, disgusted to the core, but also still reverent, like, appreciative of what the sacrifice was and what was made, you know? So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And also just kind of another funny thing, like, this cast was stacked. Like, did you guys, like, even... Yes. Even the minor characters, like I, like I knew it had Matt Damon and Tom Hanks and all that, but like it's the minor characters that really got me. Like, Did you see Ted Danson? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ted Danson was in it. He was just like some random Paul Giamatti yeah. captain. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. I, I I could not take Paul Giamatti seriously. Like I was like, this dude is so goofy, <laughs> and he's 
<laughs> he's like a higher ranking officer. Like, uh, I, I didn't buy it. <laughs> and then like, oh, who's the other guy? Like the first Private Ryan they found, oh, yeah. who's like not the actual one they were looking for. That was, oh, it was um, Nathan Fillion or whatever, who's like not a big actor, but he was like, he was in Castle or something like 10 or 12 years later. And I was like, that's the same guy. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, it blew my mind. Anyway. Also, uh, shoot. What's his name? I'm blinking on his name from remember the Titans. Uh, he w- he was the guy that lost his hearing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know the actor's name, but I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, anyway, it was it was a great movie. I really enjoyed watching it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chad, what did you think about this movie? I, I agree a lot with what Andrew said. I have seen this movie several times, I would say, coming into it this time. Uh, so I was definitely trying to pay attention to a few different areas than I would if it was probably my first walkthrough of the of the movie. And I I really think for me the biggest thing watching it this time through was just how much attention to detail went into it. It was like every little thing had such care and craftsmanship when mm-hmm. it was going into the final product. And really the the biggest thing that stood out to me this time watching it was when they're getting ready for the final, like the last stand at the bridge and you start to hear the German like tanks rolling up the audio design for the tanks and the decision to like omit all music. I like just watching it. Like I was starting to feel like, like dread and like mm-hmm. just complete fear. Cause like the sound of those things rolling up and like in the distance and it's getting louder and like, cause of the call outs, you know how many people are coming. Like, I was just, I was blown away by how effective this film was at getting me to feel a lot of the emotions that the characters were feeling. I think that's mm-hmm. a tall task in a lot of films, um, and especially in war films where, you know, modern war films where you get unnamed soldiers, numbers one through 25, who get wiped out over the course of the movie. You never have a chance to really get to know you know, the whole squad or the whole everybody. And there's so much violence and death that's meaningless. Whereas in this film, almost every single individual who ends up dying in the movie, you know, and you have a little bit of backstory about them and you are a little bit invested in them. Um, And I thought that was done very, very well, because I think that's a really difficult thing to do and something that's not really done a lot in some of these modern films. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just really impressed with it, and every time I watch it, still um, get emotional watching it, just because of how effective the film is at at getting its viewers to to feel things. So yeah, really high Couldn't price. Uh, it's one more. of the few films I'd watch a lot. Couldn't agree more. The character development in this film was top notch. I, I mean, honestly, I cared about every single character, and I mean, they open up right from the beginning with this field you know of uh graves and i mean i've been to the arlington national cemetery i've been to other war memorial ceremony or cemeteries and it's very powerful to stand there in front of all of those crosses but i don't think 
that I ever felt the way I felt about those crosses like I did in the ending of this movie. Because it, it's like, it, I love the way that they bring that full circle. Like, from the beginning, you're like, man, this was a terrible war. And I learned about this in history class. You know, I mean, I it, yeah, it was terrible. And I mean, even going back to last week with the trial of Chicago 7 and Vietnam, I mean, war is terrible. But like, I haven't been to war. I haven't seen those things. And so watching those war scenes, like they go from that serene cemetery to the like just dreadful battle on the beaches of Normandy. I mean, honestly, I was I was like doubled down crying. I it was very, very hard for me to watch that. Um, and like it's just it's 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 a fake movie. You know, it's it's not real. That didn't that didn't really happen to those actors. You know, that was all just like amazing like sound sound design and set design and special effects but it was so real and gripping so i was just really blown away yeah like as i was watching that all i could think of was like i could never do that myself i was and and i and like for the same reasons i had like i was just blown away like you were yeah i mean like when they're on the boat i mean you're thinking, okay, these people are about to go into the Battle of Normandy. I know from history class that's one of the most bloody battles we've ever fought. Um, and just like the minute the the gates drop on the boat, and the first three rows never stood a single chance. I mean, they're just mowed down immediately. I mean, yeah, this movie. I mean, I watched this movie alone. Normally, I watch with Sammy, my fiance, but this week I decided to let her pass because <laughs> I kind of knew this movie was going to be gory. I didn't know how bad. Um, I knew there was a scene where, like, before warned, what we're about to talk about is kind of gory. So if you don't like that, don't listen to the rest of this. But, uh, like, there's a scene where this dude gets his head blown off because of the, the bomb on the truck or on the tank in that final battle scene. I mean, and then the dude who, like, picks up his dismembered arm. I mean, there's such such absolutely devastating imagery. And it's just sadly so believable. Like, you just kind of totally can see that happening in this terrible war it probably did yeah yeah I'm so always amazed that this probably feels watered down like honestly compared to what it would have really looked like like this is the most surface level that you can experience it if you weren't there so yeah that and is like very yeah. impactful yeah and like the dude who uh who crashed his plane because they they didn't really understand the aerodynamics of planes and they made, bolted a giant iron thing to the bottom of his plane and couldn't fly. I mean, like I guarantee that shit happened all the time. Like and just you know, I don't know, it's so easy to think about war and not really bear the consequences, but this like you said earlier beard, it really reminded me um to keep a reverent prospect in my head when it comes to the sacrifices that were laid down for like the good of the greater good so yeah i mean honestly this movie really blew me away it's i'm not gonna lie tops my scoring chart it's it's easily the best movie that i've rated so far which i wasn't surprised when i started going through the ratings i couldn't i just couldn't give it bad scores i couldn't do it yeah hunter what did you think about this movie I mean, it's tough not to say what you guys already said, which is about how how realistic it could have been for a war movie. So I, I watched this movie with my dad, 
and my dad uh, enjoys World War II history, and he was giving some commentary during the movie, which was great. And he was telling me how, um, for example, in, in the starting scene when they are rushing the beaches of Normandy, you see a couple of the soldiers hop off the side of the boat. And he told me that soldiers actually drowned because their, their, their gear was too heavy. That soldiers would hop off the side of the boat trying to escape, and they weren't able to get their gear off, and, and they would die because they were drowning. And so you saw that. You saw one soldier actually drown, and I was just like, wow. And he, he, he would give some some just great comments, and I, I, I loved watching this with him because it was just a great moment to watch with my dad and to share that. But I agree. I was just, I was always hesitant on watching this movie. I talked about this a little bit before because of the gore, because of how bloody it was and how realistic it seemed. And I'm happy I watched it, but it was a very tough watch because of really the great character development. For me, it was so tough to see these characters die. Seeing, I want to say the hardest for me was probably was probably Adam Goldberg's death, uh, Private Mellish. He seeing him how he was, you know, he was fighting that guy and he was struggling and he, and he's trying so hard, so so hard to mm-hmm. to win that battle, and then you're seeing Corporal Upham just sitting there on the stairs, and you're like, dude, just just you can make it. Just go up two, just 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 two more steps, just two more steps, just get there, get there and save him, and he doesn't. I was. I was I was heartbroken when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely heartbroken. I was so invested in those two characters for for a movie for for a movie. And I, that props goes to Adam Goldberg, to Jeremy Davies who played Corporal Upham, to Steven Spielberg. I mean, they, really, we talk about the character development. I saw to me the actors disappeared, and I saw them as real people. Mm-hmm. That is a testament to just the fantastic acting in this movie. Um, yeah. Everything with the sound design, I echo. There's not much more I can say just besides um, I think the acting was just the strongest suit is when you look at other war pictures and you look at how they compare. I really don't, at least for the ones I've seen, I'm ignorant to those that obviously I haven't, but to the ones I've seen, it is tough to beat just because of how stellar the acting was and how serious the cast took this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some really great character development that I mean, I just want to go into specifically because it was so good. Like Corporal Upham, like he's kind of like the underdog. You don't like him a lot. He's the out uh, outside guy on the in the crew and the squad. He he's writing a book about how the bonds of brotherhood were grown through the war, even though he hasn't really been in the war um, as much as others. At least that's what's implied. And just to see him grow with the squad, even though he has different ideals and he doesn't want to kill prisoners of war like the other guys, he feels very strongly about this. He has morals. But then in the end, he's so traumatized that he flips on his own morals and just kills the dude who killed Mellish. Like yeah. he must have, he must have been so utterly mind melted at that point to to pull something off like that. And and especially because it's the guy who he like convinced to let the, go, you know. Wait, that um, was the guy. That was the guy, wasn't he? I didn't think so, but that, that would make it the, even worse. 
Yeah, like when they were, and then they like blindfolded him and like made him walk away. That was the same guy. That was the same guy. And he like, yeah, and he went and killed Mellish and and then eventually that's who Upham killed. He also killed the captain. Yeah, he shot right. the captain. Yeah. And right. and and Upham could have taken him out. Absolutely. We know. Yeah. I, 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 I gotta like look this up now. But I was no. I looked it up. Uh, he was Cor- uh, Mellish was not killed by uh, by the guy who was set free is known as Steamboat Willie. Uh, Private Mellish was not killed by Steamboat Willie, but another SS soldier who had a um, shaved head, looked similar, different person. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But 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 the guy, the prisoner they let go, he was the guy who killed Tom Hanks, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was the same guy who killed Mellish. Oh, okay. So it was the it was the same guy who killed both, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was a totally different soldier, I think. Oh. No, I mean, no. Nah. Wait, okay. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be kind of devastating if he was the one that killed him. Because, like, I thought I, I was, like, reading the synopsis after the fact, and I thought it was, I thought they said something about that. Well, either way, I thought, I, th- I just thought, like, they did a really good job of not only showing, like, the utter devastation of war on the bodies of the soldiers, but on the mind of Corporal Upham. Like, I thought that was a really good way of, of showing like that dude's going to be messed up. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of messed up stuff going on. Okay, wait, here we go. Upham is immobilized by fear. Miller attempts to destroy the bridge, but is shot by the freed German prisoner from the radar station who had rejoined a fighting unit. So yeah, he, the, the guy that liked it was the guy who killed Tom Hanks. Whoa. And then Upham killed him. My God. That sucks. <laughs> also, I will say, I, I when I went into this movie at the very beginning, when it when it changes from the old man to like the young Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. I I thought that Tom Hanks was gonna be that old man. Yeah, yeah. I was too. They <laughs> they tricked me. They totally did. They tricked me. Um. So for the record, this is Hunter Beard and my first time watching this film, and Chad was the one who recommended it because he's seen it before. Um. So for all this, this was, this was a surprise. Uh, and I thought that was a great way to wrap it up because, I mean, again, when it comes to storytelling, um, this movie excels in so many ways. Uh, and that is just another one where at the end of the day, it makes Tom Hanks or Captain Miller's last words so much more impactful. He's like, earn it. You know, I mean, it's almost like he's saying that to all of us. Like, we died so that you could all live. You know, you could live in this world that's free of the Nazis. So go earn it. Yeah, David, I'm really glad you brought up the framing as well as that ending where he says earn it. Because I think one of the most impactful portions of the movie is the final few seconds where you see the old man asking his wife, like, tell me I lived a good life. Tell me I'm a good person. Like, even now, like. 60 70 years down the road still what happened to him this experience is so impactful that he's not only willing to like go out and make this trip but he still feels like did i do enough in this life where i've got this beautiful family and like we won the war like did i do enough to make their sacrifice worth it and he Mm -hmm. was there and he actually like 
fought and sacrificed himself. So I, I thought that was a great way to end it and really drive home the impact of like, no matter who you are, like, you know, do your best to live the best life that you can and make the sacrifices worth it. But you, it's just so hard for me to think like, man, am I like, am I doing enough with like the freedoms that I've had? If someone like this, who literally was there might still question like if they've done enough with their life. Yeah. So, a great way to end it in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very powerful, very, very powerful movie. Like I had to give it high marks there as well. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously that contributed, but yeah, I mean, I just, I love the way that they build these characters. I mean, I can't help but keep talking about the characters. Um, Captain Miller such a great character. Tom Hanks is always an incredible actor. I love Tom Hanks movies. I've never seen a bad Tom Tom Hanks movie. But just the way he played this, he's like some kind of mystery man. He's a great leader, but deep down he's just a teacher from like Pennsylvania. He's just an average guy who's been put in extraordinary circumstances and he's able to lead this group of guys who are very hot-headed and feel very strong emotions as I'm sure anyone would in that situation. And then when they finally meet Private Ryan, I love that. I mean, because the first time they meet Private Ryan, he's just some kind of like crybaby. And to be fair, I would probably be doing the same thing. Like, I'm not trying to criticize that guy. (laughs) Frankly, I think I would probably be a crybaby too um, at some point. But I just, I really love the way that they build up the idea that it doesn't matter who Private Ryan is. We're going to save him. We're going to do it for for the idea of whoever this guy is. But then when they meet him, he supersedes that idea. He's a better guy than they're than they're expecting. And uh, and he's a leader in his own right. You know, he's not just going to walk away from this fight and leave his friends behind. I agree. I will say, speaking of this, there is one gripe I have with the movie, and it has to do with Private Ryan in the closing scene. So. In the scene after Captain Miller dies and right before the the bombers come in and save the day, showing each character, it's showing Captain Miller gets shot. It is showing Ed Burns trying to fight off the Germans. And it's showing Private Ryan kind of sitting curled into a ball. And I wasn't really, I kind of wanted him to be fighting alongside of Private Rybin, who is Ed Burns' character, I I, kind of wanted him fighting alongside of the troops rather than kind of clutching his knees and curled up and being a little scared. I understand for the scenario 100%. Are you kidding me? I would totally understand being scared in a scenario like that. But for the idea of Private Ryan and for this movie, that is something that I would have liked to be handled, I think, a little bit differently. Wasn't there some point in that sequence when Tom Hanks' character was, like, directing Private Ryan to, like, take cover or something? Was that in the same sequence? There may have been. I don't—honestly, it all happened so fast. Because like, there, cause, cause I remember that, Hunter. But I also remember, like, there was at one point during the battle where he was like, no, no, you have to, like like, stay here. Like, we still need to protect you or something like that. I, yeah, I just couldn't remember if that was the same scene or not. Well, then, if, if that is the same scene, I redact everything I just <laughs> said. 
because then that was that totally makes sense. So we don't know. But I will say this. If somebody's listening to this podcast and knows the right answer, I am sorry. I was wrong. And that totally fits the scene. Yeah. It's a subtle detail. <laughs> um, Honestly, I mean, either way, I felt like I felt like there would there's no direct appropriate reaction to these scenes. Like I agree. I think, you know, no matter what the characters did, I could see it happening in real life, you know, because they're all just people in these ridiculous circumstances. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been to Europe. I've been to like Spain and uh, in Italy and some of these places that I don't know if specifically the places I went were the places that were destroyed and a part of these these war campaigns. But just the idea that these are real places where people used to live and they were just bombed to oblivion and the buildings are barely standing. Um, like one dude leans against a wall and it collapses and there's two people on both sides. I mean, such crazy circumstances. There are like children that are still here on the second floor of a building that's falling apart. So many little details, like you were saying, Chad, that just really added up to make this movie feel so emotional. Yeah. And, and the talking about like the, the, like the rubble of the cities and things, just a, a quick sales pitch for one of my favorite movies of all time. The third man, it is number seven on my ranking, by the way, Ooh. it is like it almost is a near perfect movie. Anyway, it was made in 1949 and it is set in post-war Vienna. And it mm. has like, and it still has like all the, all the um like destroyed buildings and everything. And it's like, it, it like very much puts you in the setting because it's, extremely authentic anyway i, love I mean that. yeah dude it's probably like they hadn't finished rebuilding yet i mean yeah it, it's exactly what it was Shit. Yeah. so one thing that i want to mention is the pacing of this movie we haven't brought it up and i was thoroughly impressed with the pacing because i think in a war movie it's it can be tough to get the pacing right because you mm-hmm. want to show the action you have to balance between the action uh, keeping, if you are doing character development, having the viewer keeping in mind that the war is going on, that there are things that are happening outside of the conversation that these soldiers need to be aware of. And I thought that Steven Spielberg did a phenomenal job with, with the pacing. Uh, well, specifically, I should actually give it to both Steven Spielberg and the writer uh, Robert Rodet, who did a fantastic job with the dialogue. But you're talking about a movie where you start off it's and you see the cemetery and then it cuts to the beach and then you're at normandy and then you're following this crew and you've got some pretty solid slices of either action or heavy hitting dialogue for i would say the first hour probably what hour 45 may hour 45 and then when you get to where you find ryan that's where you kind of go like 20 minutes half an hour without any action half an hour is an exaggeration let me pull that back probably go 15 minutes without any action and it's kind of just pure character development and i thought that that was handled so well because it kind of takes you out of all the action all the blood all the gore everything that had happened really in the past probably hour and 40 minutes and kind of gives you a reset so you're able to really connect with these characters on another level you're able to really 
kind of root for them in the process of seeing how they're going to defend the stronghold, see how they're going to defend defend the bridge, what they're setting up, what's the plan. You feel like you're kind of a part of the team. And then when the tanks roll in, at least from my perspective, I was thrown back into the loop of being surprised with that first scene with Normandy. I was I was back at it surprised when, when the dude um, unfortunately got uh, his head blown off from the grenade that he was holding. And when you saw that core, I was back to that first scene where it was so polarizing, so captivating, where uh, I just thought that the pacing did a phenomenal job and that kind of reset did a great job of put you back into the initial mindset of when you started the movie, of being so shell-shocked by all this violence, all this gore, and what's really what's really going on in the environment, um, that this piece that they had for this 20-minute, 25-minute time period is uh, was so short-lived. Yeah, no, the pacing was absolutely incredible. I was going to comment on that as well. I mean, I actually, I mean, I love this movie. I I actually rated it relatively decent on enjoyability because I don't know if I'd want to watch it again. Like, it's the kind of movie I, I'll definitely watch again because I'll have to watch it again to kind of remember. You know, it's the kind of thing that, like, it's like I almost feel like I should watch it again. I shouldn't run away from it. But it, it is just so, honestly, like, powerful and emotional. Like, I wasn't kidding when I said I was breaking down crying. Like, just honestly, <laughs> I was watching this at, like, 1 a.m., uh, and I meant to take a break. I was planning on watching half of it, taking a break, and then watching the rest on Sunday. And then I ended up watching the whole thing, stayed up till like 3 a.m. because I just couldn't stop watching. And I was still cussing like a sailor. I was just absolutely screaming. My, <laughs> I was like so loud. I didn't even care about my neighbors. <laughs> I live in an apartment complex and I'm sure they were hearing it, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I was just like, mind-boggled at the atrocities that were happening on screen yeah mm-hmm. also but on the other hand there's the beautiful acting the matt damon monologue we haven't really touched on i mean th- at this point he's a young actor in his career this is kind of like i mean i don't think he was super huge at this point but just his monologue where he just kind of talks about his brothers and kind of reminds us why this is all happening we're on this trip because his three brothers were all killed around the same time in different battles across the world. And he's the only survivor of his family. They had great times, but it's all over. And that's just kind of foreshadowing the the epic finale of this movie. With the music going on in the back, everyone's kind of bonding, coming together for one last kind of coalescence i don't know i'm touching on the same stuff hunter was just talking about but i just i know i I can't stop talking about it this movie really gripped me i just want to as well give just a quick shout out and a thank you to all the men and women that have served in the military that are serving in the military if anybody is listening to this podcast that is in the military or has served in the military i would just like to say thank you um, thank you very much. That's another thing that just after this movie, I was just thinking about how incredibly thankful I am for uh, those who have given their lives, uh, have have lost their lives and have done so much for this country. And truly, David, like you, you said earlier, so that we can 
live the life that we have now. I thought a lot about that after this movie. And I would be remiss if uh, we did not thank all those um, servicemen and women who have laid their lives on the line for our country. Absolutely. Yes. A major thank you for those people. Yeah, the sacrifice does not go unappreciated. Anyway, you guys want to move into scores? Yeah. (laughs) It's a good time. All right. We'll hand it off to Beard first. What did you rate this movie? Um, I rated it very well. I think you'll be you'll be pretty satisfied with this one. I peaked at your score and I was I wasn't I wasn't satisfied. Oh really? Well, actually, I, I bumped it up a couple. Um, oh okay. Since we started, um, because you you guys made some really good cases. I first of all, I gave I gave two tens. That's pretty uncommon. Um, first of all, um, special effects and impact. You know, like mm. I said, it was like a genre-defining movie, so it was a hugely impactful totally. film. And the special effects, I mean, like, that is like the bread and butter of this movie. Like, the the um, war and battle sequences were just, like, they were unreal. Um, mm-hmm. that, that is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, really solid scores across the board. Like, nine in acting, nine in cinematography. It, it was really solid. One thing that I, I did kind of bump on was the plot. Because, like, I did, like, I, I had a little bit of a hard time getting behind, like, this mission of going to, like, save one person, but, like, sacrificing all these other people to go get him. I was like, mm, yeah, like, I get it, but, like, that wouldn't really happen. Like, I, like, I think they did it. They did a good job of, like, kind of bringing it back and, you know, explaining, like, oh, like, sometimes the mission doesn't make sense. And, like, when Miller was talking about, like, oh, well, sometimes, like, when people die either like adversaries or allies i like kind of justify it in my head because it like serves some greater purpose later on that has a, a, a more significant impact and like that's true because like in this case you know they lost their whole um company looking for private ryan but in the end like they all needed to be there at the bridge so they could help like fortify it long enough for like the rest of the garrison to come in and like fend him off. So like, even though everybody died trying to find this one person and bring him back, like it did serve a greater purpose, but also, I don't know. I, if it was, if it was a lesser movie, I would have like knocked down a lot more, but um, mm-hmm. I did have to like, you know, um, take off a few there, but otherwise like fantastic scores um, 82 overall, it came in at number 35 overall on my list. So wow, really solid. Awesome. I do want to quickly point out, because I'm sure someone who's listening to this might know this, uh, this movie is actually loosely based on a true story. So to your point that it's completely fictional, it is actually loosely based on a true story about four brothers that were serving in the military during World War II. So I'm currently reading an article just to make sure I'm fact checking myself before (laughs) I said that. This article is what said loosely based. I I would have said was based. So I'm reading in to maybe get some more detail before I go in more depth, more in depth on that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Foo Bar, man. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, hey, fair enough. I, I didn't yeah. know that. No, that's fair. It's a fair point, though. <laughs> it definitely is a a little bit of a crazy story to to actually keep in mind. Uh, and the and all the people. I think that's backed up by the fact that every single member of the squad is like, "This is a stupid idea. Why are we doing this?" Um, and I, but I think that that's. I mean, this article is making a great point that this movie is about the humanity 
amongst all the inhuman inhumane aspects of the war um and so it's about captain miller and his just belief that if i do this mission i can go home and at the end of the day maybe saving private ryan was the one good thing we did during this war um the one thing we did for humanity for the for the ideals so but totally get your point i mean i docked it for enjoyability which i'm raving about how much i love this movie and still i i I docked it for that because i just couldn't i couldn't rate it high i was like i wouldn't really enjoy this movie on a second viewing i think i'd like dread it again kind of like what hunter was saying so yeah crazy stuff but anyway chad what did you rate this movie this is one of the few movies that i have uh had the chance to re-rate once we had started having kind of our weekly discussions here so this was interesting for me to see what I had originally given it and what I, I gave it now. I actually ended up bumping it up a couple of points. I originally had it at a 91, which would have sat it uh, at 15th overall. I bumped it up a couple of points and ended it up. Now it's looking like it's going to be sitting at 93, which would be 10th on my ranking. So I, I mean, I hit on a lot of the things that you guys hit on, really strong acting, cinematography, um, impact, profoundness, all these things for a genre-defining film. Um, I I even rated enjoyability highly, um, having been the only person to have seen this multiple times now. There is a very unique way in which this film pulls you in every single time that you see it on screen. I have very rarely, you know, back when I had cable, very rarely would I be flipping through, looking for something to watch, see this movie on and be like, I'll keep looking for something else. Like, no matter what scene it's on, no matter what point in the movie it's in, like, no matter what mood you're in, if you, if I saw it on, I was like, oh, I could watch this again. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just has such a way of, like, pulling you in and getting you invested. Um, I definitely think it warrants a second watch. Maybe not a serious watch. Um, maybe if you're <laughs> like doing some chores or something, and you just put it on. But I, then I say yeah. that, and I I tried to make dinner on I don't remember what like Saturday or something when I was watching this, and like in the middle of it, they got to oh man, they got to the scene where they were taking the the, the radar. bunker on the hill, oh, the radar mm-hmm. hill, yeah. And like I stopped making dinner, I just you know sat down. I was like, I'll just watch for a little bit, and like. 20, 30 minutes had gone by before I was like, oh my God, I got to like keep, like, you, like time just like melts when you're watching this. So yeah, I, I got a lot of good things to say about it and I definitely think it deserves to be up there for me. Totally. Yeah. Hunter, how did you rate this movie? All right. Uh, movie total, I give it a 90. It's in my, it's currently sitting at six out of the 30 movies that we've ranked. Um, I'm debating on bumping it higher uh, because I do agree with Chad that time does just melt away. Uh, speaking of the bunker on the hill, or sorry, the, the radar tower, I did want to point out that one thing I loved about that scene was how you were looking through the monocular and that's how you viewed, that's, that's, ex- that's how you viewed them taking the radar tower. You only saw them taking the radar tower while viewing through the monocular and i loved uh that take where you were kind of in that mix of first person and then while also seeing upham's reaction 
but you never saw the other troops without looking through the monocular. And I thought that that was a great split between sort of looking at Upham's viewpoint, but also seeing how he was taking in the situation. Absolutely love that. I loved that too. Uh, so yeah, gave it a 90 overall. A couple standouts was character development and acting. Of course, I had to give those a 10. Uh, I gave cinematography. I gave it a gave that an eight, which I'm debating on bumping that up a little bit. So I'm possibly hitting a 91. But again, impact, artistry, and profoundness all deserve tens because the impact of this movie as one of, if not the greatest war movie of all time, uh, profoundness. Uh, I sat after watching this movie for just quite a bit and, like you said, David, contemplated just if I've earned it, if I've earned the life that I, I've been fortunate enough to live, mm-hmm. that uh, that others have, have fought to, uh, have, why, why I'm here today. Um, let me restate that so I'm not stumbling. <laughs> uh, if I've earned sort of my life to live from what others have kind of fought to protect the world that I get to live in today. I've thought about that a lot. And then artistry wise, Steven Spielberg, absolutely fantastic. So Mm -hmm. yep. 90 to 91 overall. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I gave this movie a very high score. I was just every single category, like, man, this movie, I did enjoy it a lot. I mean, the acting was phenomenal. The character development, the plot, I actually thought the plot was perfect exactly what it needed to be um and you know all this goes a lot because steven spielberg actually looked it up he's he's done his fair amount of war movies um some lesser known films he actually before this movie he did another world war ii film called uh 1941 he's done letters from iwo jima he's done uh you know his he's actually (laughs) it seems like he's pretty into world war ii so it doesn't surprise me that he was able to pull this off so well he's got experience in a way that I'm sure most people don't. So, I don't know. This marathon of a movie just absolutely gripped me. The ending did not disappoint, even though it was devastating. The soundtrack helped everything flow. I mean, like we like we said earlier, a brilliant use of silence to lay the dread in that final epic battle. Um, so yeah, I ended up with a 92. This film made me call my mom and tell her I love her. Honestly, not many films make me do that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, 92. That's my highest scoring movie of, of all so far. I actually had it. I actually had a 92 on the board with La La Land, and I was like, okay, that needs to be lowered. <laughs> so I lowered La La Land to by one point, and uh, I think I I think I took it out of. Uh, let me see real quick what I get out of. Um. Lowered La La Land's plot. I, I think I'd given it like a 10 in plot. And I was like, no. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, yeah, this seems more balanced. Yeah, I, I think there's always there's always some rebalancing that needs to be done with these scores. But I think this movie absolutely deserves an A, an a ranking for being just such a fantastic film. You guys have anything else before we sign off for the night? All right. Well, if this podcast got you amped about this movie 
feel free to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and email us at dammedaboutmovies at gmail.com with, su- with suggestions or thoughts on our episodes and future movies to- we should watch. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.